the nonprofit MBA purpose is to provide new business insights and fresh creative ideas for executive directors and their teams that will help them improve their organization. Here is your host, Stephen Holastic. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Holastic, and I will be your host for today's nonprofit MBA podcast. I am co-founder of Financing Solutions. And for those of you who don't know us, we are the leading provider in the United States of lines of credit to small nonprofits. Uh, our line of credit program is just really a, a good thing for n- many nonprofits to get in place as a cash backup plan. And if you're interested, please visit. Uh, if you're interested in learning, please visit us at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. Today, I am very excited to be speaking with Roland Bacornick from uh, um, Chameleon.io. And today's topic, which I think is going to be a great topic, I you know I love it when I get to pick these topics that I think that our listeners are really going to like and love and learn. Uh, today's topic is email marketing and design best practices for nonprofits. Roland is a is the CEO and co-founder of Chameleon.io an email creation platform that has been working with a lot of nonprofits to make sure that their email messaging is effective. He's a seasoned email marketer specializing in email design and email accessibility. He regularly shares his views on on his website, the Chameleon website blog, in, in major communities and also online and offline email related events. Roland, welcome to today's Nonprofit MBA podcast. Hi, Stephen. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Have you noticed a difference between how nonprofits do email marketing versus a business? I think there are a few differences. Um, I think maybe the most visible for you know somebody who is not neck deeps into email marketing is that. The emails that I see from nonprofits are typically more text heavy. So the storytelling part is really strong. Of course, that's how you can yeah. make people move or that's how people just can uh, resonate with something, a new pro- topic. I'm not saying that nonprofits generally need to deal with you know uh, people who have some sort of health issues, but many nonprofits do. But there are so many others which deal with animal welfare or anything like that. And these topics, I think, work best with a really strong storytelling. So it's the storyline is even more important than, I think, anywhere else. Because, you know, if you get a newsletter for from Walmart, <laughs> there's no story in there. And it's, it's not something that you would be interested in that would feel like just another marketing uh, you know, what not that's in, in the email, but there's no real story. And so, so do you find that uh, you often have to take the email, take the content that the nonprofit gives you and really slim it down? Because, because often, you know, the nonprofit executive director who's ever running email campaigns are so passionate about their subject matter, they could talk and talk and talk and talk because they really care and they know a lot about it. Is that accurate to say? Yeah, I think it's the, we as a, as a provider, we help with the email creation. So we don't necessarily get involved in 
you know, producing the actual email. We, we provide the nonprofits with a visual email builder that, that helps them create something nice. Uh, but the storytelling part is on them. What I see and what I hear here as a feedback from those nonprofits that we work with is that they do this editorial work in a house. So there are selected number of people in the team who, who either have some sort of P, PR background or, you know, some sort of journalistic win at least. So they are the ones who, who create something uh, consumable and interesting from a three-page <laughs> text, narrow it down to a half-page text, maybe in an email. Uh, so that's that's something that's a really important skill, and even more important for nonprofits. It's similarly as important as for publishers to make something interesting. So give me a, a, a num. Give me a your top three. Top three biggest mistakes that you see that people make in email marketing. I think if if should I narrow it down to nonprofits or should I make it more general? Let's do it nonprofits. Yeah, I think what's challenging for for nonprofits is, and that's a more general thing. So it's to grab the attention. So that's a, a general challenge. For yeah, everybody for everybody. Email. Right? Email yeah. channel is so crowded, and uh, but it's still better than you know anything on Facebook, because you you only you can only deliver your message if you pay for Facebook ads. So compared to that, email is is way better. But you you definitely start need to start with a catchy enough subject line. So that's that's a no brainer, and and that's not something that we would be able to do in, for the customers that we work with. So what I would advise is to do strong A-B testing on the subject line uh, with the fraction of the list that you have because the subject line can easily make or break the email and the successfulness of any email message. If they don't open it, it doesn't really matter how it looks like or what, how cool or how interesting or capturing, captivating story you have in the email. So I think the biggest challenge is definitely the subject line. Uh, if if we want move from, I usually have an approach to move from the inbox view into the email. So the subject line is pretty much the first challenge. After that, what I see is getting more and more important is is actually, especially for nonprofits, is an email that's readable, understandable. So it's I'm not just saying that. Um, it, I'm not talking about the content itself. I'm talking about how how readable it is from a visual perspective. Are the letters big enough? Is the contrast big enough com- between the text color and the background color? So these are certain things that nonprofits need to make sure, and pretty much every business who who wants them, who wants their subscribers to actually read the email and. I see that it's a general problem that uh, many emails are just not enjoyable. So, so you don't you don't want to read it because the somehow the text is too close. There aren't enough. There isn't enough white space between the paragraphs. So, as as you would, if you visit a site, a blog, or any news site, 
that's that's their bread and butter to to figure out you know uh, how the text should look like so i think it's it's really important to make the the actual text readable and the third thing if i don't talk about the design because maybe the apart from the fact that the emails need to be on brand i mean with so the, the emails need to stick with the nonprofit's brand identity. It's important because without that, it's hard to identify who who was the actual sender. So I think it's really important for nonprofits too to have a solid brand identity and stick with a, a certain style for their emails. But if I don't talk about the design, the other big challenge and maybe nowadays an even bigger challenge is the personalization and segmentation. I'm not sure how easy it is for nonprofits or you know how possible it is because the, these practices are being used mostly by e-commerce companies or you know those types of businesses who who sell various products uh, no matter if seasonal or not. So you just need to figure out when to send a message to somebody and uh, the and what to what to send i'm not sure how well it aligns with the nonprofit industry so if you if you are a charity and you know you're collecting funds for something maybe you can take advantage of this if you segment your list of previous uh, people who donated to similar causes let's say then or, or similar donations so similar like donations, yeah, yeah like I, I i had a podcast once where the, the 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 speaker uh was talking about how you know someone who donates twenty five thousand dollars you know shouldn't be getting you know the weekly email that you send out to the masses that they should have something a little bit more specific. Of course, they're going to be getting personal attention or whatever, depending on if 25,000 is a lot. But, um, but, but yes, like that's one area of segmentation that I, that I know is something that, you know, you got to be careful with. Yeah, exactly. So if you can at least categorize people uh, based on their donations, that's, that's one sort of segmentation. Definitely, as you pointed out. Maybe there are others. So, you know, you could categorize also by gender. It depends uh, what sort of topics resonate with men or women. I guess there might be slight differences or at least how you talk to them in the email itself. So the this type of segmentation and personalization are, are really important. And that's that's pretty challenging, I have to say. To you know, to figure out your segments and uh, and write or create different messages according to those segments, but that's how I see that uh, nonprofits can pretty much maximize the 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 successfulness of their email campaigns. Apart from the design aspect, where where we <laughs> we have the most uh, with, with our tool set. Yeah, let's let's so let's take a. I love cases. I love talking about real life scenarios. I think that real you know real life experience uh, experiences make a huge difference. Then can then you know talking broadly. So let's take one of your nonprofits. Let's take a smaller one that you've been working with or that you've worked with in the past. 
Tell me why they came to you first. Their, their challenge was that the, they are an equestrian foundation, I think. Yeah, a I, horse. Yeah, yeah. Horse, horse related foundation. And they, they have many different locations. So their challenge was to manage the, the content for, for the different communities they take care of. They take care of. So these, all these different communities have different topics. Uh, pretty local, localized. So they had to take care of a bunch of different locations. I would say roughly like 30 plus locations. Wow. Or wow. Those are 30 different e- emails. In this case, uh, maintained by different people in the organization. But the, the actual look and feel is pretty centralized. So they stick with the same brand identity they pretty much reuse the same from a from an email perspective they use the same header footer colors style for their messages so what we help them to is, is pretty much to build up their email design system in the in the tool that we provide and enable the less technical people to to actually create emails without needing to rely on anybody with a technical background, developer or designer. So this is, we, we help them to centralize this whole process. Um, in, now, in did the, you do uh, AP testing with them or no? This is something that they do, definitely. So they, they can easily create different variations from the emails that they build with the software. Um, but we, we as a provider, we don't do deal with the sending part. So we... We help them create the emails as fast as possible in a streamlined manner uh, with built-in collaboration, real-time collaboration. That's really useful because, you know, three or five people can connect in a Zoom call and finalize an email fast, even, especially if you are in different locations as they are. So that's... So, so let me understand. So, are you produced? Do you does your company produce software, a software product that helps them create the design, or do are your is your team actually doing the design work? It's the software that we produce primarily, but uh, we do help customers uh, on request to build up their email design system in the tool, and then we pretty much. What we make money on is is a subscription model. So you pay a monthly subscription for the software itself. And we do offer this this as an extra service. And uh, for non-profits, we have built in a 25% discount. Uh, It's it's pretty standard. Right. So so then like uh, if someone's using Constant Contact or they're using, uh, I use something called Campaigner, which is a little less known, they of course have their own editing and capability of design inside of it. How is yours different than theirs? Yeah, you just mentioned campaigners. So I I had a call with a customer like two days ago. They they use oh, campaigner. An, unusual. I thought it. they were small, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I don't hear it too often, but uh, the way we differentiate is is the fact that you can use it as a collaboration tool. So if you use campaigner or something else, 
you have a pretty limited design capability and you cannot really interact with anybody on the the actual emails so and in in case of many esps you cannot create everything that you want in their tool so you are limited to certain set of templates or layouts while in in case you rely on something like camera you can be flexible from a design perspective and what's more important is if you manage uh, let's say multiple newsletters or you have a team of three to five people already working together that's why you would be looking for something like chameleon uh, if it's one person dealing with emails then maybe they won't become our customer so that's that's the long story short so yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a collaboration and email creation platform for those who either at the stage where they feel that they're existing solution is not efficient enough so the buzzword is efficiency that's what i hear from from customers they are looking for a more efficient way to create emails at the scale that's when, when they when, us. when you're in the design phase of uh, of creating your email <clears throat> how important is it from a design perspective to to eliminate some keywords or 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 some other elements that will reduce the amount of chances that your email will go to spam is is the design phase important for that uh i think not not necessarily so the design so at least my approach is to have to write down the content at first so have a content wireframe before i would design anything or I would uh, tell a client to work on the design. I, I pretty much ask them what's the goal of the email, what's the expected content. So I have a content-first approach because maybe because I'm not a designer, I'm a marketer myself. But uh, the content is really important before the design stage. And of course, it's it will be important after what you add uh, to your email. So if there are too many free and similar spammy uh, or spammy words that spam filters can mark as, uh, as harmful, then you might have issues. I think there are various lists online that you can find uh, with these actual words. The design phase is is important in a in a way that if you so at least how we see it, you need to build up your your identity. And uh, it's, in case of email, it's usually pretty related to the website itself. So if you have a strong web website presence and a strong online presence with a nice looking site, then pretty much what you would do is replicate it in your emails as much as you can and then stick with certain standards when it comes to the color usage, the, the text styling, whatnot. So I think the design is important as a first step, it just helps you to to make sure that all your messages will belong to yourself, and this the, those won't be mixed up with any other nonprofits that would send. I would say maybe pretty similar text-heavy emails. And there are only slight um, differences when it comes to the brand in the header and the footer, but apart from that, those people who who donate to nonprofits. 
most likely they are members in various uh, organizations or they are on various lists. Um, now you, <clears throat> you're in Hungary. Yeah. And uh, you, uh, I know you have clients all over the world. Um, what, do you, what do you think the advantages you've heard are of, let's say people come to you and they want, to do, they want you to do design instead of just use your software? Okay. Uh, what do you think the advantages are of someone from the U.S. coming to you versus using a designer in the United States? The, the actual challenge is not necessarily the, the design phase. The, the challenge is to create and update these emails from time to time. So, you know, a nonprofit can go to a designer, ask for a template, um, in an HTML format, but then they will, they will be challenged to update that template from time to time uh, in in the code itself. So that's the that's the problem. What I see with only ordering a template and reusing it endless amount of times. Um, if you use either, if you use the the built-in editor in in your email marketing software, at least then you can update the emails, but the design will be pretty limited. So we we see that some many of the customers we have, they have an in-house designer who actually builds the email in the software that we provide. And then the marketers can take over the, the heavy lifting and they can pretty much do slight changes or they can update things in the email that they want to. And especially things that they are allowed to because you can you can define what can be changed and what not, uh, especially from a branding perspective. And this is the, the kind of flexibility that bigger teams require who, who don't want to work with an agency or they don't have designers, developers in-house in, in a big number, I would say, because it can be pretty time-consuming to, to go through a traditional workflow of, Mm, coming up the with the email, then giving it to the designer, to the developer. Uh, maybe there will be changes uh, at this stage. Then it goes again, again. This loop can repeat endless amount of times, and then maybe even you need to get approval from legal uh, for your message that you're sending. And this, this whole process can be centralized into, into Chameleon. And that's, that's what, what is important for, for some, some of the, I would say, a bit bigger nonprofits, not necessarily the small ones. So we see that these teams typically have over 50 or 100 uh, people, employees in, involved. Yeah, I mean, I... We do a lot of work. I have a lot of contractors that work for me outside the United States. And unless I'll be quite blunt, I, I find that, you know, they're, they're just a lot cheaper <laughs> and yeah. it's just really amazing. And, and their, their work is really, really good. Um, and so it's been, it's been great. You know, it's been great uh, to, to work with people from all, different parts of the world and uh and and i you know do it at a fraction of the cost let's just you know 
yeah. call call it what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah, of course, what we provide is is way cheaper compared to uh, even working with a designer uh, on a regular basis. So using the software uh, where, where your actual team can take care of most of the stuff. And maybe in some cases, if you need something really unique or you don't have anybody in-house who would be able to do image editing in Photoshop, that's when you would still need a designer. But for basic things you don't necessarily need one uh it's enough if you have a creative person uh who who will create at least something nice <laughs> and so there are many many people especially among those who are rather marketers uh, marketers seem to be pretty good from a design perspective i don't say that everybody uh, so i <laughs> i see some emails which have uh, big highlights to too much bold text so at the end of the day those look ugly at least for for most people but uh, i think it's it's so much easier if you if you have the power in-house to to experiment uh, with the design and also with the content rather than trying to rely on a third party where where, where do you think email marketing email design is is heading Uh, it's you know it's been around for a long time where what are you seeing the trends to be like for effective email marketing yeah it's i think i just prepared for um prepared the presentation uh for myself at, at this current stage i'm not sure where i'm going to present it but it's about the future of email as a marketing and communication channel. And I think there will be a lot of changes uh, in the upcoming years to how people expect to use emails. And it's it's mostly because there's a new generation growing up. <laughs> so, you know, the I, they are called Generation Alpha, if you ever heard that about that, this terminology. Mm-hmm. So those are youngsters who were born between 12, 2011 and 2014. So that's pretty much the end uh, date for Generation Alpha. And they, they consume, they use the internet very differently from, from the day they use it. They, they are pretty much the TikTok generation. So maybe if, if, when they will be adults, they will have different expectations for uh, for using email. And what we see is that the the actual emails and uh, all sorts of communication methods just are becoming more visual. So they don't really read, or not as much as we do. So I think maybe uh, in a, in a f- let's say in 10 years time, emails and everything else will turn into uh, a more audio and video heavy uh, communication method. And the email, the way we use it, will still still stay in place for B2B communication and uh, all sorts of different communication methods, but not really personal one. So... I think I haven't sent an email to any of my friends for a long time. 
because we we use something else. So for this these type of types of messages, email pretty much won't be used. But for for other types, uh, there's still a way to use it, combined with some new technologies, um, and especially the the direction is to have more visual and more interactive emails where where you don't necessarily need to read out every line uh, you you would expect the content to be really personalized to yourself with the usage of big data and all this information that companies collect about you online will eventually make also email a really personalized experience for for everybody so that's pretty much the trend that I see. I'm not sure how yeah. it can be translated to today's terms. Maybe only if we say that what we already discussed, the, the segmentation and personalization. I just think that um, much of, so a big part of this work will be done automatically by AIs. So that's, I'm, it's, it's, a, it's a trend that, that's already here. So artificial inter- intelligence is being used pretty much everywhere. I, I, I'm just looking up my slides because I think it's a really interesting topic, <laughs> the future. But it's it's not really connected strongly with email. So it's it's a more general thing that AI is transforming our lives already. So just to give you an example, uh, you know there are the self-driving cars. Uh, some of the those organizations like for example McKinsey says that by 2030 eight, 800 million jobs could be lost worldwide due to automation so there are certain things if if we try to look in look into the future let's say 10 years from now and we are not just concerned by today by uh, the recession inflation pretty much everywhere then it's that will be a really interesting future but i cannot yet predict how that will look like i'm just pretty sure that ai will have a big influence on well it does make sense i mean it would be nice if if like your your software chameleon could automatically put together a design for people to choose right That would be, you know, great. You know, um, I mean, I think, you know, it's obvious some of these aren't trend, bleeding trends. Some of them are, you know, trends. Uh, you know, I know I always look for a video versus having to read. Yeah. So, you know, giving me the option, I'd rather click on the button and watch video uh, than, than anything else. You know, my number one goal to go to search engine. Well, I wouldn't say I'd probably go there the most, but I would say is YouTube. Right, I go to YouTube the most um, uh, over Google, and because I'm a visual learner, and uh, so I think that makes a lot of sense. I know, you know, you know, one of the things that you know, it's when you're a smaller nonprofit and you don't have uh, a a a uh, if you don't have, I would just say like I updated my template for setting out pot, the podcasts to our uh, listeners, right? So we, um, we email it out too. And, 
you know, I, I was never, I, I hated the way our existing email looked like. It didn't look professional. And so I had a designer, you know, redid it and I'm, I'm happy with it now. But sometimes it's just a matter of feeling good about your company, that you have a message that, you know, looks good. Maybe it matches the design of your website too. And it's cohesive. It all blends together. And, and I, I, that's just from my own experience of having, you know, you know, does, you know, I look back at it now and I say, does my email that I sent out about the podcast match? Well, I have a new website coming out. So, you know, does it match it? No. You know, is it probably ready for an update? It's only, you know, a year old, the, the, the template for the email that goes out for the podcast, probably, (laughs) you know, probably I need to update it, but, uh, you know, I'm just happy that it looks clean now. So, uh, you know, there's always something better that you can do with design. And unless you have somebody who's dedicated full time to that, you know, it doesn't always get done. It gets, it sits there and sits there until you're kind of fed up with it. And you're like, okay, let's redo it. You know, that's the same thing with your website. Yes. It's such, especially your website. It's such a major project to redo your website. Yes, uh, it is. You know, it's so, you know, it's such a big, depending on how big your, your, your website is. I, yeah. I, you know, so yeah, I mean, I, I know for, for smaller nonprofits, my advice would be, is it's, it's quite similar to what I advise to bigger ones. So just have a certain brand identity and, and stick with it on all your communication yeah. channels. You don't update the brand identity too often. But uh, it's it's important to stick with it. And if it's only a single email template, in your case, you're lucky. Uh, if you have more people, and uh, that's when challenges come. So if it's only yourself managing the emails, I think it's it's absolutely good enough. If you have good-looking email template that's convenient enough for you to update on a regular basis, uh, it works in your email marketing software, as you would expect it. Then you're good to go, um, but it's it's important to have a good set, a base set. That's what yeah. we call a design system, uh, email design system. And I, I get what you're I get what you're talking about too, because when we redesign our our website's quite robust, robust. So um, so when I when we went to redesign our our website, I told our designers, um, you know. What we've experienced is like every seven years we update our website and that's a problem from an, a, not just a branding standpoint, but the main thing was SEO, yes. you know, and, and so, you know, cause Google wants to see, and I'll use the simple terms, an updated website more often with newer tools. And so I said to the designer, I said, or designers, I said, I want you to make it so that it's easier for me in the future to make the front end design changes on the website, not from an individual standpoint. So that, so that when we want to go with a whole new website, this isn't so bad so that, you know, I can go, so that way I can update the website to a new look, so to speak in three to four years instead of seven. Uh, Because, you know, tools get old in the website and, and the, the template gets old and then, and then I feel like Google starts to less rank us. So I'm sure that the same thing kind of happens with email marketing too, where, you know, you kind of want to give your 
your website, your, I'm sorry, your, your email, a fresh design so that your readers, so to speak, uh, you know, get excited. They're, they don't see the same thing over and over and over again. It's, it's something that's fresh and new and looks professional. Yeah. Email is, I would say it's, it's usually hand in hand with the website. So I see that it gets outdated <laughs> similarly. Uh, it's easier to update uh, an email yeah. to look and feel than a whole website. I have to admit, especially if you have the right tool set. So it's easy in our software. So if you, if you, you can log in, you can change your, let's say, master template, adjust it in, in a visual manner. It's harder for, with the website. Uh, it depends on your CMS, but um, we ourselves, we, we are also challenged with website updates. And I think we do it pretty much every two years, I would say, but yeah. we have to because we are a software provider. Yeah. But, but for others, I, I, I can resonate with this challenge. But yeah, so let's just circle back to Chameleon. So what I hear you saying is, is, is a couple things. One is if you're doing multiple, if you have a lot of people, a number of people involved in the approval process uh, and you have certain restrictions about branding, then Chameleon would be a good product for that, right? Yes, exactly. Second thing I'm hearing you saying is Chameleon will get a web designer, I'm sorry, a designer more capabilities than Constant Contact or others would, wouldn't. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Uh, what, what else do you think Chameleon does that makes it unique? For, so you mentioned the approval, the design flexibility for, for many of our customers, it's important how the emails render. So we pretty much have your back from a rendering perspective. Your emails won't break in an email client. There are some sophistications to this, which might or might not make sense for some, but we, for example, we support background images in Outlooks. So we make sure that even the backgrounds we are working in Outlooks and we do it automatically. This is useful for, especially if you use backgrounds. If you don't, then it doesn't really matter for you. <laughs> but it's it's something that agencies typically love because adding Outlook-friendly backgrounds manually to the code, that's a really painful process. So there are certain nuances to, to the actual HTML quality that the software produces. And it's important to mention because you will never need to touch the HTML. So you can do everything in a visual manner, even the personalization tags can be added in the editor in a visual way, uh, as opposed to going into the HTML and adding crazy little snippets to the code where they need to be. So it's, it's an, um, it's an extra layer of convenience for, for these teams. And this convenience comes with increased efficiency. So if you, if you have a, I'm not necessarily say that broken process, but if you struggle to create a new email campaign or email template and you spend a week or two with it, then you should be looking for something like Chameleon, uh, which provides you with a visual email creation tool where you can do the same project in a matter of hours. Uh, if, if we add approvals, then I would say a day 
or two because we cannot cannot we cannot really rush the approval <laughs> in your yeah team. yeah yeah we try to <laughs> yeah well it's good stuff it's really you know kind of uh, all the time we have today uh i'd like to thank so very much roland pokornik from uh, chameleon.io for coming on today's podcast if you like today's podcast please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and if you like today's podcast please give us a review on your podcasting apps to help us get the word out. That's way the it's the way that the algorithms work to, uh, you know, the nonprofit MBA podcast is one of the more popular uh, podcasts for nonprofits. Uh, we've been doing it for four, four years. We have over 120 episodes. Our guests like Roland today are excellent. Um, and so please give us a review. If you are looking for a line of credit for your nonprofit, feel free to visit our website at nonprofitmbapodcast.com where you can get a free quote. And uh, also you can call us at 862-207-4118. Roland, if anyone wants to get in touch with you or your company, how do they, do they go about doing that? The best is via our site. I'm also available via email. So it's Roland at Chameleon IO and, uh, we're going to have um, a special offer soon, which is available for pretty pretty much any nonprofit too. It's uh, it will be available on chameleon.io slash free hyphen email hyphen design hyphen system. So free email design system with hyphens. And as part of that, we pretty much build up the design system for any business uh, in a given month. There will be five businesses that we select. And we build up their email design system free of charge in the software and then uh, give them a free subscription for a few months to, to, to enjoy and uh, figure out how more efficient the, their process can be using the right tool set. So that's something that... Right. And, and for those out there who are spelling challenged like me, uh, yeah. Chameleon is spelled C-H-A-M-A-I-L-E-O-N dot io it's interesting how chameleon has mail in it i just never noticed yeah, it we, we wanted to make it funky but it's a spelling challenge and yeah. Uh, yeah instead of a regular one just add email into the center and there you go yeah 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 good Without the e cool and very good thanks yeah thanks very good. for having me i hope there were some useful pieces for your audience I'm sure there will be. Um, so for those, uh, all our listeners out there, um, I know that every single one of you, every single day are making the world a better place. Um, you know, you put your passion into your organization, I know. And uh, I want to thank you for doing that. We all need to do our part. I know that Roland and I need to do our part too. And we all need to be kinder to each other and uh, really pay attention to what's going on with people who are less fortunate and for all different causes. So I just want to say thank you to you for, you know, making the world a better place. Um, but also don't forget you're only as good for your organization as you are for taking care of yourself. So make sure you do take good care of yourself as well. So everybody have a fantastic day. Get out there enjoy the beautiful weather, smell the roses, and take good care of yourself and others too.